Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of nucleotide catabolism and salvage from the biochemistry section on MedBullets.com. Let's begin this episode with the purine salvage pathway. The clinical importance of this pathway relates to adenosine deaminase deficiency. This defective purine salvage would result in excess ATP and DATP. Adenosine deaminase deficiency prevents DNA synthesis. ATP and DATP feedback negatively on ribonucleotide reductase in the synthesis of purines and pyrimidines for DNA replication. This results in a decrease in lymphocyte count and is the major cause of SCID or severe combined immunodeficiency disease, where there is a lack of both T and B cells. Know that adenosine deaminase deficiency is an autosomal recessive condition. Another disease related to defective purine salvage is Lesch-Nyhan disease. In this condition, the patient lacks hypoxanthine guanine phosphoribosyl pyrophosphate transferase or HGPRT enzyme. This enzyme is responsible for the phosphoribosyl group transfer. It is an X-linked recessive disorder. In terms of the clinical presentation, it presents with severe CNS symptoms such as chorioathetosis and mental retardation along with self-mutilation and hyperuricemia due to degradation of all purines since it cannot salvage. And the third disorder associated with the purine salvage pathway is gout. In terms of the pathophysiology of gout, you have high urate levels due to an increase in cell breakdown. This can be due to treatment of large tumor masses with radiation or chemotherapy. It can also be due to a decrease in renal excretion, which is the most common cause of gout. These causes of gout result in precipitation of monosodium urate crystals in joints. These crystals demonstrate negative birefringence and are yellow when parallel to slow ray. They are also needle-shaped. In terms of the clinical presentation of gout, you would have recurrent acute arthritis with pain in the big toe first, called podagra. Then as the disease progresses, you would have chronic tophi present, which is granulomatous deposition consisting of multinucleated giant cells of crystals in the soft tissue. There's an increased frequency of this in men that are greater than 30 years of age. And with respect to treatment of gout, acute gout is treated with colchicine or indomethacin. Chronic gout that is due to a decrease in renal excretion is treated with probenicid. And chronic gout that is due to an increase in cell breakdown is treated with allopurinol. Let's now talk about the pyrimidine pathway. In terms of its salvage, it may be salvaged by pyrimidine salvage enzymes. In terms of degradation, it is completely broken down to ammonia. Note that other causes of hyperuricemia include increase in alcohol intake, increase in nucleic acid in the diet, and quote, phosphate trapping diseases. Increase in alcohol intake can precipitate an acute gout attack. Increased nucleic acid in the diet can be due to consumption of red meats and organ meats. And finally, phosphate-trapping diseases are diseases such as glucose 6-phosphate deficiency, or G6PD, and galactose-uridyl transferase deficiency. These diseases are caused by an inability to dephosphorylate common metabolites and therefore leads to trapping of phosphate by these metabolites. A lack of phosphate prevents synthesis of ATP, GTP, plus other nucleotide phosphates. ADP, AMP, and other hypophosphorylated bases are salvaged, producing uric acid. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a two-year-old girl is brought to a geneticist for evaluation of persistent developmental delay. She was born to a G1P1 mother at term via spontaneous vaginal delivery and had APGAR scores of 9 and 9 at 1 and 5 minutes, respectively. 
Since then, she has consistently missed her developmental milestones and does not appear to respond to verbal stimuli at home. On presentation, she is found to have writhing movements of her hands and arms bilaterally as well as numerous wounds on her hands and wrists. When asked, her parents say that these injuries are due to self-biting activity. Which of the following is the most likely function that is deficient in this patient? 1. Methylated CPG binding 2. Phosphoribosyl transfer 3. Ribosomal formation 4. Ubiquitin ligation or 5. Xanthine oxidation. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, phosphoribosyl transfer. This patient who presents with developmental delay, chorioathetosis or writhing movements, and self-mutilation behavior most likely has Lesch-Nyhan syndrome. This disease is caused by a defect in the hypoxanthine guanine phosphoribosyl pyrophosphate transferase enzyme that transfers phosphoribosyl groups to purines. Remember, Lesch-Nyhan syndrome is an X-linked recessive genetic disorder that is caused by a mutation in the hypoxanthine guanine phosphoribosyl pyrophosphate transferase, or HGPRT enzyme. This enzyme functions in the purine salvage pathway by transferring phosphoribosyl groups from 5-phosphoribosyl-1-pyrophosphate, or PRPP, to purine metabolites. This process allows for the regeneration of metabolized purine subunits and a defect in HGPRT will lead to impaired conversion of hypoxanthine to inosine monophosphate and guanine to guanine monophosphate along with excess uric acid production. Patients who are affected by Lesch-Nyhan syndrome will classically present with developmental delay, chorioathetosis, self-mutilation, quote, orange sand crystals in the diapers, and hyperuricemia resulting in gout later in life. Treatment consists of supportive therapy and prevention of self-injurious behavior. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, methylated CPG binding is defective in Rett syndrome, which is caused by a mutation in methyl CPG binding protein 2. This disease will also present with hand-wringing behavior in young girls, however self-injurious behavior would not be seen. Answer choice 3, Ribosomal formation is defective in Prader-Willi syndrome, which is commonly caused by a mutation in small nuclear ribonucleoprotein polypeptide N. This disease may also present with developmental delay and consumption of strange objects in childhood. However, self-injurious behavior would not be seen. Answer choice 4. Ubiquitin ligation is defective in Angelman syndrome, which is caused by a mutation in the UBE3A ubiquitin ligase subunit. This disease may also present with developmental delay as well as hand flapping, however it also features frequent and inappropriate laughter rather than self-injurious behavior. And finally, answer choice 5, xanthine oxidation is mediated by xanthine oxidase and may be overactive in patients who develop gout. Though this enzyme also functions in the purine salvage metabolic pathway, it is not implicated in syndromic causes of developmental delay. In summary, Lesch-Nyhan syndrome is caused by a mutation in the hypoxanthine guanine phosphoribosyl pyrophosphate transferase enzyme, resulting in defective phosphoribosyl transfer activity in the purine salvage pathway. Next question. A six-month-old infant presents with chronic persistent diarrhea, oral thrush, and severe diaper rash. The infant was treated four weeks ago for an upper respiratory and ear infection. A family history is significant for a consanguineous relationship between the mother and father. Physical examination demonstrates the absence of palpable lymph nodes. Accumulation of which of the following would lead to this disease phenotype? 1. Deoxyadenosine 2. Phenylalanine 
3. Galactitol, 4. Ceramide trihexicide, or 5. Sphingomyelin. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 1, deoxyadenosine, the presentation of chronic persistent diarrhea and several fungal and bacterial infections along with the absence of palpable lymph nodes is suggestive of an immunodeficiency disorder. The defect in this patient is the enzyme adenosine deaminase that results in the accumulation of deoxyadenosine. Remember, adenosine deaminase or ADA deficiency is one of the most common causes of severe combined immunodeficiency due to a mutation in the adenosine deaminase gene. ADA plays a significant role in the purine salvage pathway that converts adenosine and deoxyadenosine to inosine. The accumulation of adenosine and deoxyadenosine result in the overproduction of deoxyadenosine triphosphate, or DATP, which through feedback inhibition of ribonucleotide reductase prevents the de novo synthesis of nucleotides. Thus, cells are unable to divide due to a halt in DNA synthesis. Cells most affected by this mutation are those of the immune system, B and T cells, and lead to a significant decrease in the number of these cells compared to healthy individuals as well as immunodeficiency. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice two, phenylalanine accumulates in phenylketonuria due to a defect in phenylalanine hydroxylase. Answer choice three, galactitol accumulates in galactokinase deficiency and in classic galactosemia due to an absence of galactose-1-phosphate uridyl transferase. Answer choice four, ceramide trihexoside accumulates in Fabry's disease due to a deficiency of alpha-galactosidase A. And finally, answer choice 5, sphingomyelin, accumulates in Neiman-Pick disease due to a deficiency of sphingomyelinase. And that's all for this review about nucleotide catabolism and salvage. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.